Bible scholars know that chapter 22 is the last chapter in the Bible. And all of you really, really good scholars knows that verse number 13 is not the last verse of the Bible. And so for all of you that are very happy that I picked the last book of the Bible, the last chapter of the Bible, between 13 and the last verse, there's a lot to talk about. And so don't get your hopes up too well. Now, I'm going to do my best to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for today's service. Revelation chapter 22, verse number 13. The Bible says, and this is should be written in red in your Bible today, it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. The Bible starts out by Jesus telling us that He is the Alpha and He is the Omega. He is, for all of us that can't understand what that means, He's just saying, I am the beginning and I am the end. And if you don't understand that, He says, I am the first. And I am the last. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for His touch today. God, we're depending on You. Our faith, our confidence, our trust and hope is in You, God. I pray, Savior, that You would let the glory of the Lord fill this place. God, that You would anoint me to preach Your Word this morning. That You would anoint Your people to hear Your Word, to receive Your Word, to understand Your Word. To apply Your Word to our lives, to our hearts, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Why don't you lift your voice with those hand claps? Hallelujah! 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 Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. The Bible here simply states that I am... The Alpha and Omega, which is the first and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And uh, it is used a few different places in the Word of God. And so what God is telling us, that just like for us, A to Z, That that's what God is. That does not mean that He starts at A and skips to Z. But it means that God is simply everything beginning with A and all the way to the end of Z. And He's everything in between. And so there there was an old, old song years ago that a choir directed by... James Cleveland sang, and uh, the title of that song is, God Is. And uh, what it is stating, and they talk about a lot of things about God, and it's just stating that God is. And here recently there has been a great conversion by... um, of a rapper called Kanye West. Has anybody ever heard of Kanye West? 
You, <laughs> you scared to even raise your hand. But you know good and well you have. He's been uh, in the news for quite some time now. First, he turned into a Republican, and then he turned into a Christian. God works in mysterious ways. I'm, I would say I don't know what one comes first. But anyway, I'll leave that alone. But let God talk to you about the way you should vote. If you need any help, come see me and I'll help you out. But anyway, he, is, he has got religion. So he made a, a Christian, um, he made an album that they call Christian anyway. And so he is traveling around a lot of places and having what he calls Kanye Sunday services. And uh, whatever that means, don't worry, he's not coming here. Number one, um, uh, I don't think that would go over too well here. Number two, we're not a large enough crowd. So anyway, but he is traveling around doing, doing his thing. Well, he redone this song. And it is called God Is. And he talks about different things that God is. And when I, when I think about everything that God is, it's pretty amazing. It's no way, no way that our mind can even comprehend all that God is. There is no way that we would even have the time to express everything that we could say that God is. There's no way that we would have the vocabulary to ever explain everything that God is. God is simply everything. And, and, and uh, there is no way to tell. There's no way to describe. There is no way for us to even understand everything that God is. See, people, people have trouble trying to figure out God and understand God. There's no way that we can figure out God. There's no way that we can understand all there is about God because the Bible simply tells us that no matter how smart you get, no matter how educated that you get, and it's simp- you know, it, it amazes me when people start getting so smart and so educated, they try to take and diminish the fact that there is a God. And that lets me know that sometimes education rule, rule uh, comes about in people's lives and causes them to lose all kinds of common sense. But anyway, there is no way that you can get educated enough to be able to understand everything there is about God. Because God is simply everything. And there's not anybody in the world that knows everything there is to know about everything. Although I have met a few people that thought they did. It's kind of like when you're talking to somebody, you say, well, you, you think you know everything. Some people has agreed. Yep, I do believe I know everything. But, but there is a lot of people that think they know everything, but they do not know Everything. There is one thing that we can understand. There's many things that we can understand about God. 
But there's one thing that we understand about God because He explains it very clearly. That God is one. Amen. From the very beginning of the Bible to the very ending of the Bible, you can only find one God. There are no people say, well, you know, uh, what about the Trinitarian Scripture? There is no Trinitarian Scripture in the Word of God. In fact, the Word is not even in the Word of God. Because from the beginning, God created. And God said in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 11, I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me there is no Savior. This is what God says. Now, if you know there's, there's a triune Godhead, you know more than God knows. Because God says in Isaiah chapter 45 and verse number 5, it says, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. He said, I, in another place, I don't have it written down, but he said, I know not another. There is no other God. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16 says it like this. Without controversy. Now, this is the mystery of the Godhead. Listen very closely here. There's one scripture that you can take and use to describe the Godhead. In First Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16, the Bible says, and without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. How was that? By the fleshly body of Jesus Christ. Justified in the Spirit. He was seen of angels. He preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world. And He was received up in the glory. Now, you don't have to read the Bible very much to find out who that is. There's only one person in the Word of God or in the entire world that can fit all of those categories. Who did all of those things. And that was the man Christ Jesus. Great is the mystery of godliness. God, God was manifest in the flesh. Amen. That's the mystery of godliness. That is something that is very certain about God. That is something that God wants all of us to understand and know from the very beginning to the very ending. Until you get that forever settled in your mind, you cannot move on in God. But you've got to have a revelation of the mighty God in Christ. You can look at the Scripture. You can study the Scripture. People can explain to you the Scripture. But you've got to pray that some way God would give me a revelation of who Jesus Christ really is. Amen. So God is. And when I... When I think about all that God is, when I think about this world that is looking for help, and this world that 
is looking for hope. And this world that is looking for direction. I think about, as I was reading the paper this morning, I was reading where they were talking about an accident that happened a few years ago in Houston that killed, I think it was a family of five. And and uh, they said due to that accident, the person that caused the accident was intoxicated. They got to looking into it, and by that, they arrested, I think it was five or six doctors that was writing prescription pills for no reason other than just to get rich. People didn't need them. Uh, they were addicted to drugs, and they were supplying uh, their habits. And so, when I think about that, people are looking for help. They are looking for hope. I was reading another article in the paper this morning talking about living on the streets of Houston and being homeless and what it takes to survive and uh, what it takes to live and and uh, what you've got to do to be able to, to keep your head up and keep breathing because the danger and the chaos that is there. I, I was on my way to church and I was listening to the news and I heard that just in one house in Chicago, there was 13 people that got shot at one house last night in Chicago. I'm so glad that's a gun-free city. But, but anyway, just one house. And uh, they were all gathered there for a party to celebrate the birthday of someone who had gotten shot last year. And so something broke out because there is chaos in the world today. And people have turned to all different kinds of things to make them happy and to give them peace. There is people that thinks, oh, oh, if I just had this, I can remember... I can remember one of the young people uh, growing up in the church, and and uh, we were discussing different things, and and he was saying, "Oh man, now now he was very young at the time, and he was saying, if I just had a hundred dollars, if I had a hundred dollars, I said, what what would you do with the hundred dollars?" He said, "Well." Said I'd buy me a nice house and I'd buy me a car and I'd buy me new clothes and I'd buy this and I would buy that if I just had a hundred dollars. Well, a lot of us are still sometimes chasing that very hundred dollar bill that's going to create all of that amount of happiness that, that uh, we can get out of it. But it wasn't too long in life till he realized that Having a hundred dollars in your pocket wouldn't bring all of those kind of fulfillments that what should bring you happiness. One guy said, well, money won't bring you happiness. That's correct. Another guy said, but it'll help you buy a lot of things that'll help you get happy. And uh, so money will not buy you happiness. The short of money sometimes will cause you a lot of displeasure. But if money would buy you happiness, Michael Jackson would still be alive today. Amen. Prince would still be alive today. Kurt Cobain would still be alive today. All of these, all of these music stars and movie stars would all still be alive today. But cars won't bring you happiness. I was reading just the other day in an article, it talked about 
this one movie star that has a car that costs like 20-something million dollars. And I'm thinking, man, I'd be scared to drive it. You know the first parking lot, when you go shopping at Walmart in a $23 million car, somebody's going to push a buggy into it. I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. And so you know that that these things, although as great as they may be, will still not bring happiness. I think about the little guy over there in Korea, that he is the emperor, the king, the high potentate, whatever, of a country. He has everything that he wants. Every place, every place, everything under his control. But still, that does not bring happiness. He's trying to develop something that will cause chaos for the rest of the world. Why can't people just be happy? This is a time of year that it's supposed to bring cheer. It's supposed to bring joy. It's supposed to bring peace on earth and goodwill to man. This is what they advertise it as. Have you been in a line at a shopping center in the last week? People don't look happy. They don't sound happy. They're pushing, why do they call it Black Friday? Because if you stand in line, you're going to get a black eye waiting on something. Amen. What people are trying to find happiness in is not bringing happiness. I remember when I was a teenager, there was a group that came out with a song. And it was kind of an upbeat song, kind of happy tempo. But the title of the song is, I Want a New Drug. And he was saying, I want a new drug. One that won't make me wreck my car. One that won't make my face break out. And on and on and on. And what he was wanting, a new drug. Because everything that they had tried in the past had an effect on them that was not happiness and was not positive. Amen. A lot of you couples in this place today, you're working your fingers to the bone. You're trying to get better than somebody else. You're trying to have a nicer car, a nicer home, a better job, make more money where you can pay more taxes. Amen. Thinking that that will make you happy. When you're miserable in your life, you're miserable in your spirit, you're not enjoying your family, what God wants you to understand is uh, that the things of life will not make you happy. Amen. Yes, it's good. Yes, it's great to work. Yes, it's good to have things. Yes, it's good to enjoy things. Amen. But what good is it to have a camper in the, in the yard if you don't have no time to use it? What good is it to have a car that, that costs $150,000 and you drive it back and forth to work and never carry your family anywhere? What good is it doing in life that you come home after your kids has gone to bed and you leave before they wake up? I want to tell you, it's time for America to understand that we all need to stop and slow down and smell the roses of life every once in a while. 
Amen. 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 Sometimes my wife has to remember me of what, uh, remind me of what I preach, and I have to practice it occasionally. Amen. But I, I, I was just last night. Last night I was. I was. Um, we just. We was here at the church, and I said, "Let's go to Beaumont." And my wife said, "You've been to Beaumont lately?" I said, "Well." Yesterday and the day before and the day before that and the day before that. Have you seen the crowd in Beaumont? I said, yeah. I said, let's go to Mellow Mushroom and get some pizza. So we loaded up in the car and we went and got pizza. And when we got through with that, they, they're, you know, kids are really never satisfied. You know that? No matter how old they get, they want to push you to the next little, little edge. And so I carried them to get pizza and they said, well, we need to run over to the mall and uh, go in one store. They were correct. That's one time they told the truth. They went in one store and come out. And so we got in the car, and uh, they said, okay, now it's time to go to Rayo's. And uh, so I said, all right. And the whole car went, are you serious? I said, well, you asked to go, but that don't mean you're going. And uh, I said, yeah. They said, well, normally you tell us, you little pigs, you've had enough to eat. You don't need anything else to eat. You're just getting too fat. And so, um, sometimes the truth hurts. But we went to Rayo's, and need I say they all ate something, and I did not. But I shouldn't even, I, I didn't need to say that, so just scratch that. But <clears throat> anyway, and they were surprised. And I was really surprised that I was sitting in Rayo's with a bunch of other people myself and uh, paying, paying too much for dessert and too much for coffee and all of that stuff. But sometimes we've got to understand that we as individuals have to stop and understand that life in itself is full of chaos. But there's a lot of things that God has called us to enjoy on the road of life. Now, now I have, I have four girls. One of them's married. And, uh, now I have a son-in-law. And now I have two, two wonderful grandchildren. And, uh, but I still have three girls that's home. I have one, the baby. And her name is Tony. And, uh, she's about six foot seven. And thinks she's about three foot tall and weighs about 25 pounds. And I try to tell her when she's climbing over the top of me. And uh, Friday night, she climbed up in the recliner with me. And her body is longer than my body. And she's just sprawled out there. I said, you know, you got to realize that you're not as little as you once was. And she said, oh, don't you miss those days. And I do miss those days. It think, when I look at pictures, it seems like just yesterday. And when I look in the mirror, I wonder, who is that guy staring back at me? He used to not have those wrinkles in his face. He used to not have those brown spots all over his face that's got to get burned off all the time. He used to have dark hair. Where is time going? Amen. I come to tell somebody in this place today, stop and spend a little time in life. Hallelujah. 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 
Amen. That little, that little, that little guy or little gal that's in diapers, that's crawling and, and falling out on the floor and cutting flips and never get tired and never wear out and won't sleep at night. Amen. Enjoy that because you say, how do I enjoy that? Because one day it's going to be over. One day they're going to be gone. One day it's going to be quiet at home. I'm like the guy that said, man, I can't wait till all my kids get grown and get out of the house. And I get old, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to move in with my kids. I'm going to just travel from one house to the next. And I ain't going to buy no car. I'm going to drive their car. And I'm going to spin the tires. And at Terry's house, I'm going to run over every object in the road and blow out every tire that I possibly can. <clears throat> and then, occasionally, I'm just going to drive it on a flat. Just where I'll be sure you have to buy a new tire. And I'm going to leave it in the, in the parking lot of their house on empty every time. Man, what a life retirement's going to be. And then I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to do the same thing over again. I'm going to come in late. <laughs> I'm going to disarm my 360 locator on my iPhone where they won't know where I'm at or what I'm doing. And I'm going to wake them up when I come in. But there is some things that we need to enjoy in the process. But with all of this, these things still cannot bring pure happiness. These things cannot still bring pure joy. That's the reason why people with money are committing suicide. That's the reason why people with and without money are doing drugs. That's the reason why people get addicted to alcohol. They're trying to drown their troubles away. They're trying to get something to make them forget the pain of today and just have a little bit of peace where they can forget about everything. Let me tell you, young people, when you go to school and you're faced with the test and there's some guy that walks up and says, Here, I got something that will ease your mind to where it won't bother you so much and you won't be so stressed out and you won't be so under pressure when you take that test. You better run as fast as you possibly can. That stuff won't bring you happiness. It will not bring you peace. Oh, hallelujah. But my Bible still tells me that the joy of the Lord That the joy of the Lord is my strength. I come to introduce you to somebody today. If you don't know my God, you don't know peace. Amen. If you ain't ever been filled with the Holy Ghost, you don't know what real joy is. But I come to tell you about a God that can take care of your anxiety. A God that can take care of your problems. Amen. 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 I don't want to belittle anyone. 
that has to take any kind of medication. Amen. I don't want to belittle anyone that may be taking something at this particular time of your life to help you cope with life. But I don't want you to diminish the power and the majesty and the glory of God either. Amen. That you don't need a new drug. You don't need to try something different. You don't need to go to a different pharmacist. You don't need to see the drug dealer on the street. You don't need to go to the local tavern. But what you need you can find in the house of God. There is peace. There is joy. There is love. There is comfort. There is salvation in the house of God. Amen. 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 Praise God. But don't you ever get to the place where you think that that's the way that life is. That I've got to take this to cope. That I've got to take this to, to, to get through in life. No, you don't. No, you don't. There's a God that's bigger than that. There's a God that's greater than that. Amen. Like the song says, God is. God is not just one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. But God is still a healer of the mind, body, and spirit. God is still a provider. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter what kind of trouble you have, there is a God and His name is Jesus that can deliver you and can set you free. Amen. Amen. As they sing peace on earth and get in fights in the mall. As they sing peace on earth and having fights in the parking lot in Beaumont Mall. As they sing peace on earth and goodwill to men. And you can't even hold the door open for somebody when they come by. Don't forget that there is a real peace. And that peace only comes from above. It doesn't come what you're going to find under the Christmas tree. Because you're going to be highly disappointed. The toy will break. The gift card will be spent. But I'm telling you about a peace that God gives to His people that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing in life, I can walk through it with the peace of God in my life, leading me, guiding me, directing me. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, in a world that's full of chaos, in a world that knows nothing about peace, there is still a God that can step out. When I was over, when I was over in Bethlehem, in Israel, or actually that's in Palestine, but I was there at Bethlehem and we went to a carpenter shop and I wanted something to bring back as a souvenir. And I was looking, there wasn't a whole lot I could afford in that store, but I seen this boat and it had the disciples in the boat there and the war the storm was raging around them and up on the front of the bow of the ship that's Jesus standing out amen with his arms outstretched I come to tell you today that no matter what storm of life that you're going through right now no don't go to the liquor store don't go amen don't go don't go but come to the house of God oh this is where 
where you get help. This is where you get deliverance. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Living for God. Living for God does not mean that you'll never face a problem. Living for God does not mean that you'll never have trouble. Living for God does not mean that you'll never go through a storm. But what living for God does mean, and when you put your trust in God, that in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the bad situations, that life just brings, amen, there is a God that's standing on the bow of the ship saying, hey, I've got everything under control. I've got everything under my power. I've got it under control today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I preached about this Sunday night. The very essence of God, the very makeup of God is God is love. What the world has lost today is a love for humanity. They have fallen more in love with the creature and Mother Earth than God that created the earth. All of you animal lovers, so be it. I've got animals. I like animals. But animals are not humans. They're not on the same level of humans. Now, if you don't know this, let's get back to some Genesis 101 here. That is that God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air out of the dust of the ground. God formed a man out of the dust of the ground. But the big difference is the image that God formed them in. That we as humans are created in the image of God. And then God stooped down and overshadowed man that He had created in His image. And He breathed into man the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That's the reason why there is no doggy heaven or no kitty cat heaven. But there is a heaven or a hell for individuals because that soul will never die because it has the breath of God breathed into to it. And so, God is love. God's makeup is love. Why is there so much loss of love in society today? People are looking for relationships. They're looking for something, someone to make them happy. Let me tell you today, if you're looking for somebody to make you happy, you're just headed for more disappointment. The first thing you must do before you get into a relationship is get well yourself. 
Because there's nobody else on earth that's going to make you whole. Because you are complicating things by bringing more trouble into a union. How do I get whole? I get whole at the house of God. How do I get direction? I get direction at the altar. Talking to God. God is love. God loves you so much that He went to Calvary. God loves you so much that He allowed you to be here today. God loves you so much that He wants to change who you are to what He wants you to be. God loves you so much He wants to pick you up out of the mire clay of sin of this world and put you on a rock, on a solid foundation to stay. Young people, hear me. Young couples. Raising families, you need to have love in your home. Does not need to be a place of chaos. How do I bring love in? I bring God in. Because God brings joy, peace, and love. And when I have God there, you don't just pray when you go to church. You wonder why your life is turned upside down and you have no peace. Where's your prayer life went? You stop praying. It's just like when you stop eating. Your body starts to crumble. Your spiritual life starts to fall apart. But I encourage you today, it's not that God is not. God is still. God is. But we have just not went to where God is enough to get what God has and God wants to do in our life. The well has not run dry. Amen. He's not out of joy. He's not out of peace. And He's not out of love. But we as individuals must go back. Amen. To what got us to where we are today. And say, God, i got to get prayer back in my life. i got to get prayer back in my home. I've got to get peace in my relationship. I've got to get peace in my family. I've got to have the joy of the Lord back in my spirit. Amen. Amen. God is help in the time of trouble. I'm getting ready to close right now. This is the last point that I would like to make. God is help in trouble. There is people in this place today. No, I'm not prophesying. I'm just using common sense. There's people in this place today that your life is in chaos. That you are in trouble today. That your home is not peaceful. That your home is not full of joy and love. Your home is absent. God is absent in your home. But He is help in the time of trouble. Psalms chapter 20 and verse number 2 says, Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Why is it important that we go to the house of God? Because the house of God is where our strength comes from. 
The house of God is where our help comes from. Out of the sanctuary, out of Zion, is where we're going to find strength. There's a lot of people that trust in a lot of different things today. Psalms 20 and 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. You can put your trust in the President. You can put your trust in the Congress. You can put your trust in the Senate. You can put your trust in those who are running to lead this country. You can put your trust in your job. You can put your trust in your own ability. But I tell you what I'm going to trust in. I'm going to put my trust in the Lord because God is. God is simply everything that I need Him to be. Nothing more and nothing less. But if you don't allow God to be in your life, you can say, Preacher, I agree with you, God is. But if you don't allow Him to be that in your life, God is absolutely nothing to you. Because God will not go where He is not welcome. And He will not stay where He is not cherished. Psalms 27 and 9 says, Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Psalms 37 and 40 says, And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. There is no addiction too strong. That the God that I'm talking about today cannot deliver you from. There's no problem too big. That the God that I'm telling you about today cannot set you free from. There is no storm too crazy in your life. That the God that I'm talking about cannot give you peace. In the storm and in the chaos. Let's lift our hands toward heaven right now, church. Help me pray. God wants to help somebody in this place. God wants to give someone help in this service today. God has come to strengthen someone. God has come to help somebody in this house right now. Come on, help me pray right now. Help me reach out to God right now. I may not know you and you may not know me, but I want to tell you, God knows you. I may not know what you're going through or what you're facing in life, but I come to tell you, God knows what you're going through and what you're facing in life. You say what I do, I tell you what you do. You leave that pew that you're sitting in. You walk down to this front and you kneel down at this altar and say, God, 
I may not know everything there is to know about you, but I know enough about you to know this, that I need you. And when you start repenting of your sins, God will touch your life. God will move for you. God will fill you with His Spirit. And then you can be baptized in His wonderful name. God is here. God loves you. You say, oh, nobody loves me. God loves you. Nobody cares about me. God cares about you today. As we stand across this building, God is a friend. It's good to have friends in this life. It's good to have a buddy. It's good to have a compadre that you can share accomplishments. You can share failures. You can share heartaches. You can share disappointments. But the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 18 and 24, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There is a friend in this house right now That's got his arms outstretched. If you look real close, you'll still see the nail prints in his hands. If you look real close to the top of his forehead, you'll still see the inventions and the scars from where the crown of thorns were placed on his head. And he's here for you today. He's here for saints. He's here for sinners. He's here for the young. He's here for the old right now. Let's all pray across this building. Would you step out by faith right now? Say, God, I need you. God, I come unto you for help right now. I come for a touch from heaven right now. I need direction in my life. I need hope in my life. I need the peace of God in my life. I need comfort in my life. I need the love of God back in my life. God, help me today. Why don't you step out from where you're standing and make your way to this front right now. Come on, church. Help me pray right now. Help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you got going on, God's bigger than the problem. God's bigger than the situation. God's bigger than the circumstances. God's bigger than the disappointments. God's bigger than yesterday. God's bigger than last year. God is everything that you need Him to be right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on church, lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. There's people that needs help from God. Amen. There's saints of God that needs the joy of the Lord in their soul right now. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, a touch from heaven, a touch from heaven, a touch from heaven. Why don't you put your arm around somebody? Amen. Ladies with ladies, men with men, put your hand on somebody. Pray together right now. Let's join up. Let's pray through every adversary that the devil has placed in our way. Come on, reach out to the Lord right now. 
now. Reach out to the Lord right now. Let God help you. Come on, pray with somebody. Pray with somebody right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost touch. Come on, church. Pray, 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 pray. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, touch right now. Holy Ghost, touch right now. Put my baby 